podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome into the Barrett Inn. We cover all things famous sports. I'm Matt Workman, and over there is Joe Goodman. Joe, how you doing today? I'm doing stellar. How about you, Matt? Doing well. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever taken um, a date to Applebee's? Oh God. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think I can count on one hand how many times I've been at Applebee's, and that was uh, the one in Waco. Because I'm pretty sure we used to go there because they didn't card people, and you could get like a like some kind of margarita or some mixed drink at happy hour for like two bucks. So we would go do that. But yeah, I've, I've never been on a date at Applebee's and um, God damn it. Now that song is going to be stuck in my head. <laughs> I, uh, Oh God. I speaking of the one in Waco, we had, I had a buddy. He was the bartender at the one in Waco because the bar is kind of in the middle of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And me and my buddy, we would go up there and he, we would drink for free. We just leave him like a big tip. He'd say, I won't, I won't charge off a beer if you just tip me good. So we'd go up there and sit there for hours just drinking drafts. And, but I can, I've never been on a date there. I've never taken a date to Applebee's. But I mean, I was thinking about it. And honestly, if they still had that two for 20 deal, you know, that's probably, a, if you're a college student, that's a, that's a probably a best place to take a date because you can get out there relatively on your low um, income that you had as when you were in college, or at least when I was in college. See, the, the first date spot that I always remember was Barris. That's where everybody, that's where everybody went. Yeah, I think, I want to say my wife, we met in Waco. Um, I want to say we went to George's. It's like a date, quote unquote date. See, that's a, that's a fine first date spot. Like, it's casual, easy, have a beer. Well, because you could start in a restaurant and just mosey on to the bar after you're finished. Exactly, your yeah, yeah. Well, let's, with all the Applebee's talk out of the way, let's uh, jump into um, this last week. And uh, what did you think of the Texas State game? What were your thoughts? All right, so I'll, I'll start off. We'll go ahead and get the, the elephant in the room out first uh the production value of the game that we uh that we watched oh lord i've had a few days to kind of stew on it i i think i was more mad about it live just because there were things i really wanted to see and i wanted to get excited about um being that this was our first game with with grimes and just um kind of our first game back in a really long time um so i was i was really upset that we didn't get the quality that we're used to um i do understand what happened i think there's i think there's just a lot of people, you know, to blame for what happened, but, um, but overall, I, I'm excited that we're going to be at home and we can actually watch a, a decent game this week um, yeah. from a production standpoint. But beyond that, on the actual football in the field, I actually was pretty high on this game. Um, I know a lot of people weren't. Um, I've seen a mix of different takes on, on Twitter um, yeah. as to what people thought of the offense, the defense. Uh, but overall, it was pretty much what I wanted to see um, uh, offensively, style-wise. Um, I liked what I saw out of Bohannon. Um, it would have been cool to score more points and to win by a bigger margin. Um, but we left a touchdown on the field because of the production of the game. Um, we missed a chip shot field goal. 
Um, so, I mean, you had those 10 points in there and I think, I think people have a different feeling about the game today. Um, but yeah, I, I actually really liked what I saw and I'm excited to see him moving forward. Yeah. And I think, um, on the, on the production value side, that's, I understand I'm not, a lot of people are saying things about ESPN because it's a, you know, it's an easy target, especially Baylor fans don't like ESPN, but, um, I mean, I understand what they do. They have a lot of, they need to put out content because they have this streaming platform. So they kind of contract out local talent. It's just with, there's not a lot, I guess, in um, San Marcos. So you're, you're dependent on student run video production, which is what it is, you know? Yeah. It's like cable access. Uh, that's that's exactly kind of what I, what I thought it reminded me of like Wayne's world yeah, was exactly. doing a, was doing a football game. But um, also on the field, I read, um, I wrote, uh, I read Travis's um, piece today in our daily bears. And, uh, you know, he's hot, very positive. And, you know, I felt real good about it. But also I was listening to the solid verbal. And he, um, this morning, Dan Rubenstein says, talked about all the clunkers that they had in week one. And you got to win your clunkers. And Baylor did that. You know, you took care of business. You can have, what quote, unquote, a, a clunker of a game kind of closer than it needed to be. And um, But it's better to come out of there 1-0 than 0-1. And, and Baylor did that. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm happy about is we have we're one and oh and moving on to uh, the next week. Yeah. You know, I, I said on Twitter today, uh, I think that what I felt from what I saw is this is going to be the kind of team that just goes out there, does their jobs. They're going to win games their way. And we're going to hear a contingent of our fan base complaining about style or whatever. It doesn't look yeah. like they want it to, but in two years from now, I really think this might be the kind of team that we look back at like, the way we talk about the 2019 team of, Hey, you know, they were super tough and man, that was a great year. But even in 2019, when all that was going on, everybody was like, we need to be winning by more. And these games are too close, but now everybody looks at them amazingly because they went to a conference title game. They went to a sugar bowl. Um, yeah. I don't think this team has that ceiling, but I think it's, it's no. going to be a similar style year. For sure. Right. And like, if you, if you end up like, you know, eight and four, then you ran the ball 65% of the time, no one's going to care. I mean, that, yeah, that's, a, that's absolutely coming from two and seven to more winning more games than you lost. That's, that's a win. That's a great year. And that's what we should be happy about. That's what I'm happy about. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Um, did you have um, any thoughts about on the defensive side? I, I saw some people saying that, um, you know, we gave up 20 points and it was kind of like a subpar performance. Did you see anything on that side of the ball that gave you any kind of concern or consternation? No, I look at this. I mean, this is the first game of the season. Um, only the second year um, in this system with these defensive coaches, the first full off season that these players have had. So no matter what, there's going to be a learning curve um, still. Now, we have an advantage of having a pretty old defense. Um, we have guys yeah. that have been around for a while that are really, really smart and play really well. Um, but I also think it's Texas State. It's game one. You got to get back up to game speed. Um, and I don't think Aranda was really out there trying to throw the kitchen sink at them defensively. Um, our playmakers made big plays. Um, everybody was talking about Petrie getting a pick six and he yeah. almost did. I mean, um, Bernard had a sack. Got one, so. Um, yeah. So I, I think, um, 
I think I liked what we what I saw. Um, it's going to be a ball hawking defense. They're going to be going for big plays. Um, there's going to be a drive or two here and there that they're going to give up. It's just the nature of college football. It's what's going to happen. So um, I didn't have any issues with what I saw. I think we're going to see that that group even yeah. get better as the season moves on. And that's that's the nature of Dave Randa's uh, defense. You know, yeah. it's not like a shutdown defense. It is kind of similar to rules or Phil Snow's where it's a, it's a bend and don't break. But they there's a lot of havoc plays, like you said, like the interceptions and quarterback hurries and things of that nature. I saw. Um, yeah, it really reminds me of um, of the way Oklahoma State used to play defense. Uh, you know, a few years back, when it just felt like every time you watched Oklahoma State's defense play, they were getting multiple picks and multiple forced fumbles a game. Like they, yeah. um, I think that's what this defense is going to do. I think you called it right there, just creating havoc. Yeah, and I was. Um, uh, Bill Connolly released his S- SP plus, and I think the Baylor's defense was number eighteen. Um, in the first week ranking. So, you know, and I think that's a lot due to like the, the three, I think it was three interceptions or three turnovers, I guess, because there's a fumble recovery as well. But uh, it has a lot to do with that, those type of plays. So, um, yeah, I was overall, I was, I was fine with it. I, I thought the defense played, played a good game. Um, definitely not what, as good as what we saw like against Oklahoma last year or whatnot, but it was week one. And like they say, like the, the biggest, uh, Improvements going to be from week one to week two. So I think, um, especially with the opponent we have coming up. So, and we'll talk about a little about that later, but I think that that's a, you'll see some, a, a different outcome this week for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to just go ahead and um, look at the upcoming week in the big 12 before we uh, jump on to uh, Baylor and uh, Texas Southern? Yeah, let's do it. There's some there's some interesting mashups this this week. It's uh, I'm excited to talk about them. Okay, so Friday night, the start at the top. Friday night, Kansas takes on number 17 now, Coastal Carolina, and for, according to ESPN, they are a 25 and a half point dog. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's so strange to me that. A school like Coastal Carolina, like they're a directional school, but it's like a geographic direction. So I think that's even like a step below the ge- uh, the geographic direction school. Yeah. Um, but they have a badass name in the Chanticleers. Um, but just imagine if this were, you know, 1995, if you ever said, yeah, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers are going to be 25 and a half point favorites over a major state university and a power five conference. Yeah. I think. It's just crazy to me that that uh, that's the reality that we live in. Um, I think Coastal Carolina cl- covers Kansas. Uh, congratulations for them winning a game. Um, I think it's been like it was two years since they had won one. Um, I didn't hate on them at all for their students rushing the field. Um, but yeah, I think I think Kansas takes or Kansas is gonna Kansas isn't gonna cover the spread on this guy. I think Coastal Carolina goes out there and takes care of business. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Coastal Carolina beat. Um, I think they played an FCS team. They beat them big this week or last week. And um, Kansas played a bad FCS team and squeaked out a, a, a victory. So, like you said, I, I didn't hate it on hate on them. Rush the field. You're at home. It's been a long time since Kansas probably could have rushed the field. So, uh, but, yeah, I agree. I think Coastal will probably cover this, and it'll be start of a pretty rough year for Kansas. In uh, Leipold's first year, for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, next, it's uh, an in-state, Oklahoma State versus Tulsa. Um, Oklahoma State is a 13-point favorite over the Golden Hurricane. Yeah, they'll, they'll cover that. Uh, it's at home. Tulsa, Tulsa dropped a bad one last week, didn't they? Um, yeah, they lost to the SCS them. team. Yeah, it was uh, – Yeah. And not, I don't think it wasn't a particularly good SCS team. Yeah, I, I, I'm not as high on Oklahoma State as I would have been 10 days ago. Um, but a two-touchdown spread, I think they'll cover that. This isn't, this isn't a game that they have to worry about. FPI has them over 75% to winning the game. So um, I think 75% in a two-touchdown spread, I'd be, I'd be hammering that. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's any worry about the Cowboys losing this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be very uh, – it doesn't look like it's going to be a very good season for um, former Baylor OC Phil Montgomery. It looked, it looked no. a little rough. did not look very good at all. And um, so I, I, I agree with you. I think – now, Oklahoma State looked rough, and they, have, they lost one of their best defenders, so we'll have to see how they work that out. I don't think they'll have any issues with Tulsa. Um, and, yeah, I think they'll cover the 13 points without any issues. Oh, this, the next, this game, next one's going to be. Yeah, this, the next this, game, this it's um, a rematch of the infamous Cheez It Bowl. Yes. Cal comes to Fort Worth to take on TCU. TCU is an 11 and a half point favorite in this game. And uh, Cal didn't look particularly good. They, are, they were down the game. I think they lost to a, either a group of five or a FCS school, but there's a lower classification than the Pac 12 for sure. Um, part of that Pac-12 North that uh, had a lot of losses <laughs> packed up in week one. Um, I think TCU absolutely covers this 11.5 point. They looked good. Again, again, it was against uh, Duquesne, so take that for what you will. But I, I don't think they'll have any issue um, beating the uh, Cow Bears. Yeah, no, 100% agree. If only we could get a re, uh, like a – a retelling of that old cheese it bowl that would just be beautiful to watch. But no, unfortunately TCU is just a flat out good football team this year. Um, and yeah. the pack North this past week, uh, they were uh, like something like one in six or I can't remember what it was, but they, they were not good um, over in the, the North side of the pack 12. Um, yeah. TCU is going to easily cover this one. It's FBI has them at 87% winning this game. They're at home. Um, I don't think they have really anything to worry about. They're going to – I think they're going to dominate this one, and um, it's going to get ugly. Yeah. Okay. The next is El Asico. Number 10 – top 10 El Asico. Number 10 Iowa against number 9 Iowa State. Iowa State is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, which I found interesting because Iowa looked really good in week one. How do you see this one? So, going? yeah, I think I think a lot of people uh, see Indiana as fraudulent. Um, that's that's the the damage that Iowa did was going out and dominating them that bad. It makes people second guess whether or not they thought Indiana was good. Um, I do think that's the case. I think I think Indiana was a pretty highly overrated team, um, but that doesn't mean that Iowa is bad. Uh, both can be true. Iowa can be good, and Indiana can be overrated. Um, 
I think Iowa State's the better team. Um, and it's been, uh, I think, five years, maybe longer, since Iowa State has won this game. I think they've lost five in a row, and it's six yeah. years since they've won because they didn't play it last year. Yeah. Um, that being said, Iowa State finds just weird ways to lose these games. If you remember 2019, the last time they played, game day was in Ames, just like this year. And they had that infamous uh, play the near punt. the end of the game where they're, where they're yeah, the punt yeah. where their guys ran into each other and, and yeah. they lost the ball. Um, so I, I was talking to some of my Iowa State friends today, and what I told them was uh, this game is either going to be uh, a 30-point blowout where it's going to end on something really stupid. Um, and the dumbest thing that we came up with that Iowa State could lose on would be like a Brock Purdy pass in overtime or a um, or like a field goal to tie it at the end of the game is yeah. uh, the ball is knocked out of the air by a bird flying by. Um, and that would be the most Iowa State way that they would lose this game. Um, but barring barring any magic that happens that causes them to lose this, um, I think Iowa State wins. Um, I don't know if they'll cover. I think it's going to be a really close game, and it might be won by a field goal. Um, FPI has it really close too. There are fifty-seven percent chance to win an FPI. So um, I think they'll take it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa found a way to pull it out. Yeah, that's. I think I think I was gonna. Um, I, I'm torn because I think Iowa win. I I think it'll be closer than four and a half points. Mm-hmm. Iowa State didn't look super great, and that's kind of what they do. They don't they don't look good early. Um. So yeah, I think Iowa. I think I think Iowa State covers the four and a half, and it's like a field goal or something weird like that. Um, but I just think Iowa looked. Like they're firing all cylinders in that week one. And I don't think Indiana's a, a fraud. I think they are still going to be a, you know, a, a middle good, but not great uh, Big Ten team. So I think that's how I see this going. Even though I know it is in Ames, so I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt and say it's say they cover, but that Iowa does come away with a win in that game. Okay. And um, – the lone loss of week one was West Virginia, where they, they fell to Maryland. Um, they are presumably going to get back on the winning side of things where they, they host Long Island in week two. And I don't see a line for this game. So yeah, and without that being said, I, I, I think they're going to win. They're going to beat Long Island. If not, they have a, a way bigger issues than I could have imagined. But, yeah, I don't have any a doubt that West Virginia is going to be able to take on the Long Island team. I don't even know what their mascot is. Long Island. I, um, I love that Long Island is the sharks, um, sharks. the Long Island University sharks and their logo is this really cool teal and yellow, uh, yellow shark. I really love it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to do anything in Morgantown. Uh, I didn't know that this was a football team until yeah. I saw that's who it was. Virginia was playing this week. Um, FPI has them at 99.6% for West Virginia. Um, so yeah, this is a get back on track game. Um, you know, I think a lot of people saw that West Virginia, Maryland game as a toss up. I know you, you and I both thought West Virginia would win it, but yeah, kind of knew it wouldn't be, uh, we didn't think it'd be a runaway for West Virginia. Um, so I think they'll get back on track, but they may be not as good as I expected them to be this year. Yeah. And that I agree. I think they, they, 
the quarterback is a, is a problem right now uh, for them. Uh, he makes bad choices and isn't accurate down the field, and that's going to lead to uh, issues for the Mountaineer offense. But, yeah, we both agree on that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma, who had a little bit of a scare in Tulane, played a home game in Norman. But they also welcome a, a welcome in the Western Carolina, and there's no line for this game. Oklahoma is not going to have – I don't think they'll have the same issues with uh, Western Carolina that they did with uh, Tulane. Yeah, no. Uh, I think Tulane got up for that game. Um, they had a lot of emotion to play with. Um, and I think Tulane's just uh, – they're better than they've been in years past. It might have been a thing where Oklahoma overlooked them. Um, I can only give Spencer Rattler so much more benefit of the doubt. I like really am waiting for him to become the next great thing, but he keeps trying to prove me wrong on that. Um, but yeah. this is the Western Carolina Catamounts. Um, I don't expect Spencer Rattler to play the second half of this game. And so well, this next game, Texas, I mean, did a lot better than they thought they would against Louisiana. Um, they have another tough matchup where they go. They travel to Arkansas. Um, and the I think the people will, will jump and overreact, of course, they always do to, to Texas's win. And and I wanna I'm gonna go out and I think I think they're gonna lose this game. But I know Arkansas struggled with Rice early, but they turned it on and ended up winning by a large margin. And they really hate Texas. Like I know how much that Baylor fans or Aggies or Sooners hate Texas. Arkansas, it's like to another level. They hate Texas. So they're going to get up for this game. The crowd's going to be crazy for this game. So I think Arkansas is going to win outright and beat Texas. Texas is favored by six and a half. Um, What do you think about this game? I don't think Arkansas has a chance. (laughs) I think think Arkansas is bad, and I think – I don't have a whole lot of faith that Sark is going to do great things at Texas, mm-hmm. but they're Texas. They're they're talented. Um, they're going to be just as big, just as fast as anybody that they play. Um, and I can't say that about Arkansas. Um, they're a pretty fraudulent SEC West team. Um, you're right. They will get up for this. It's an old Southwest conference matchup. Um, uh, and I, I think that there is, there's something to be said um about them getting up and it being at home but i just really don't see um i really don't see them competing at all in this one and i think it'll be um a multi-touchdown win for texas they're favored by six and a half which i think is just ridiculous um so i think i think it'll be a two or a three touchdown win for texas and the Kansas State Wildcats, they had a big win over a Power 5 team in Stanford. Um, I don't think Stanford's a good team. They looked really slow, but they they beat them soundly. Um, they are bringing – they welcome in Southern Illinois or South Illinois, and uh, there's no line for this game, and they shouldn't have any issue with, um, with South Illinois and have another W this week. Yeah, the Southern Illinois Salukis. Salukis. Um, yeah, I uh, color me as somebody that was wrong about Kansas State. I had them finishing ninth 
this year in the Big 12. That's what I thought they would be. I thought they would just be slightly above Kansas. Um, I don't think Stanford is a, uh, you know, a world beater by any means, but I think that was a quality win for Kansas State. I watched that pretty much that whole game, and they they really were just the better football team. Um, so kudos to Kansas State. Um, and yeah, they're gonna they're gonna blow the doors off of this one. There's no line, but they have ninety three percent chance on FPI. I think it should be even higher than that. I don't I don't give Southern Illinois a seven percent chance to win this game. Um, so yeah, I think I think Kansas Kansas State will run away with this one. And um, I, the way you thought about Kansas State, I kind of felt about Texas Tech. They were down early to uh, Houston, came back and won big. You know, um, they will face Stephen F. Austin, and this should be another easy, easy win for the Red Raiders. Um, there's no line on this game either, but I, I do think that um, they'll they'll pull it out. I won't have any issue with Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, no, uh, I wish I could have gotten to watch a little bit more of this one, but unfortunately it was at the same time as um, the Baylor game. Um, it was jarring going from the the Baylor broadcast to the um, to the 4K broadcast that this was in. Yeah. Um, it we was had RG3 beautiful. on the call, that one too. Yeah, that was it. That was the, the Reds looked so good. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, they'll come into this one. Stephen F. Austin, sir, you know, they're – you know, it's cool that they're getting to go up to Lubbock and play this game, but um, FPI doesn't think very highly of them in this one. It's a 99.6% chance for Tech, um, and I think Tech will just easily run away with this one, and I agree. I, I wasn't very high on Tech either. Um, again, I think Houston, similar to Stanford, they're not like a world beater or anything, but um, uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how Tech does after a game like this one, um, I don't think it'll be an issue for them, but I think we'll learn more and more about tech as we, we as we move forward, but they might be better than I thought they were going to be. Yeah. And, and Houston was up like, like 21 to seven and they lost like 38, 21. So we got to give it up to the tech defense. Like they, they shut it down and they, they kept them scoreless from that point forward. So is before we move on to the Baylor, um, Texas Southern, is there any uh, non big 12, um, games that you're looking out for this week in week two? Oh, man, really catch your eye? I mean, uh, there's the big uh, game. Yeah, I'm, I've been mostly State. focused on, um, on Baylor this week. Uh, that's what I'm most excited to see. I don't, the Oregon Ohio state game, that's like up there because it's uh, a ranked team uh, versus a, you know, a top 12 versus a top three. Um, I don't know why, but that one didn't really like excite me all that much. Um, Ohio State's going to route them. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the main game that's not Baylor that I'm going to be getting up for is the the Cyhawk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, nine versus ten game day in Ames. Um, Jack Trice is going to be rocking, and for sure. uh, that's it's like one of the most toxic rivalries ever on Twitter. If you ever ever dive into you know the Cyhawk hate and um they Iowa really State don't like fans being um feisty on Twitter I couldn't imagine <laughs> and Iowa fans man they they both get at it get at each other it's uh it's 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 interesting to say the least um but I'm really really excited about that one and um to see yeah. to see what happens if Iowa State actually gets that monkey off their back and finally the game of the week Baylor welcomes in Texas Southern to McLean Stadium for the home opener. Um, there is no line for this game. 
So, Joe, what do you think? What are your thoughts on the game? Texas Southern lost 40 to 17 to Prairie View. Um, Prairie View is not great. Uh, It's another FCS team. Um, Texas Southern isn't a powerhouse. Um, It's the home opener. All that being said, I don't, I don't think this is a team that's going to blow the doors off of anybody. And I don't think they necessarily want to. Um, I think this is going to be like a 31 to 13 kind of game. Um, you know, we have a 99.9% FPI to, to beat them. Um, I, I have no worry about winning this game. It's not going to be like, you know, the Liberty game a few years back, but um but yeah, I just I don't I don't think this is going to be a team that they're going to be out there to try to run up the score. I think this is this is going to be an offense that controls the ball, it controls the tempo. They're going to set Bohannon up to make easy, accurate passes on the run, um, and I think it's going to be a defense that makes some plays. Um, and in the games where we do uh, that, we do kind of run the score up. I think it's going to be because the defense consistently sets us up in short fields or um, or scores themselves. Um, but again, I just don't think Aranda is the kind of guy that's going to be out there trying to, to win a game 60 to seven. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm calling for about a 31 to 13, just solid controlled victory. We stay healthy and move on to the next week. Well, I agree that it's not, he doesn't seem like the type that's going to run up to score and, um, score like 60 points. Um, he, there may not be, there may not be a way to stop that from happening. <laughs> Somebody I mean, did say that to me on Twitter today. It might just be accidental that we drop a bunch. Yeah, I mean, they they can they can run the ball 70 times. And last week we had two guys over 100. This week we may have four guys over 100. Yeah. Just because I like again, they scored. I mean, Preview had put 40 on them. And they while they did score 17, I do, to me, I'm thinking this is going to be more like a I could see like a 45 to like six. Okay. I just I, I don't think that's crazy. They're a bad FCS team. So I just think that it's the levels even from going from another FCS team in preview to a, the caliber of talent that Baylor has. I don't think it's going to be a way to like you said like they may accidentally score, you know, 50 points. I don't think they'll score 60 because it's I do think they'll they'll pull people and you're going to have third stringers in there playing at the end of the game and that's mean maybe then they'll they'll add some like a touchdown and be like you said be that 13 you know add a touchdown and be but yeah i I think this is going to be over pretty quickly and then you'll see get to see jacob zeno and a bunch of the young guys and uh get a lot of work in in the second part of this game for sure but yeah they're, they're not gonna have any issue with this and i know people don't really get excited about these early games when it's like texas state and texas southern and then you have kansas and you don't get a lot of like talk on national national pub but i think this team probably needs these type of games to since you're having a new offense new offensive line coach so i think it's going to be good for the team to have these type of games to kind of be be more uh, cohesive yeah. no i i don't disagree with any of that um I think I think at the very least, the thing that we can most look forward to is that we're going to be a two and zero football team going into Sunday. Yeah, and um, that means we would match our wins from a year ago, which is a good thing. At least you know, at least we we know we at least have two wins. Um, So, Joe, before we get out of here, what is uh, what are your plans for 
this college football. It's going to be another ESPN Plus broadcast. However, like you said, it is at home. So I do think the quality is going to be uh, substantially better than we saw last week. But are you going to watch football all day? Do you have, um, Are you going to take advantage and get some family time in? What's going on with you? So there'll be some family time. I think, I think my plans is I'll probably, I'll probably focus on two games. I'll have games on all day, um, but I'll be doing chores, walking around, hanging out with the baby. Um, but the two that I'll try to focus on the most are going to be um, the, the Sci-Hog game, the Iowa, Iowa state game. And then uh, at six o'clock, I'll, I'll be tuning in and watching on ESPN plus for, for our game. Um, and that'll be my big thing. And then Sunday, I'm, <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever been less excited about an NFL season. So those might be the uh, the only two football games I watched this weekend. You're a Texans fan? Uh, yeah, historically, you historically. can say that. <laughs> <laughs> my, my fandom may be on pause at the moment. Who knows? So I follow, like, Texans uh, – because I'm, I'm in close proximity to Houston, so I follow some Houston sports. And they were uh, talking about the head coach was having a press conference, and I was like, I forgot they hired him as the head coach. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, David Cooley. Yeah, I was like, who? But then I remembered, oh, yeah, they heard him. But anyway, I, I'm a, I'm from the DFW area, so I am a Cowboys fan, as much as people would hate that and as much as I hate that at times. And they play on Thursday, so my Sunday is kind of like open to not watching NFL football and just have it on in the background as like white noise while I do stuff with my family and go to church and do all that stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I uh, I think my my NFL will be this year is just kind of background noise. Maybe take a nap while it's on or something like that. Yeah, yeah. especially you. You take a nap. You have a baby, so um, you yeah, definitely we, probably I grab it any chance I can. Yeah, for sure. Well, Joe, um, thanks for hopping on again, um, and we look forward to the games this week. And if you want to follow you, where can people follow you at? Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter um, at, at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. It's bulky and long, but I've had it forever. I don't care. Um, so that's that's where you can find me um, and my my general sports musings. Awesome. You can follow me at Matt D. Workman. Uh, follow the podcast at Barrett and Pod. Uh, and until next time, uh, stick and bears. Yes, sir. Thank you, Matt. Podcast Network.